It doesn't take long for a million dollar account adjusted with inflation taxation to only last about seven years if you're trying to replace a $70,000 year income, right? So that definitely matters. All right, guys, Will and Jim back here with another episode of The Wealthy American. It's a beautiful day in America. Jim, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, fired up, ready to give everyone uh, this episode. Awesome. Well, today, what we're going to cover is a question we get asked a lot, probably more than any other question that we get asked, right? Which is people will come in, they'll book some calls with us, we'll go on there. And especially folks that are a little bit uh, older in life, they tend to be somewhere between, I would say, three and 10 years out from retirement, some of them rapidly approaching it. And the number one question we get by far, like not even close, is how is my retirement doing? And it's kind of like this thing where they've worked really hard on it. Everybody's usually built out one or two or you know, one guy had like six spreadsheets uh, that they all had to track all their stuff, but they wanted to know, hey, how am I doing? Some people just really wanted kind of the reinforcement that they were doing well. Some people were looking at it going, hey, I had quite a bit more money 18 months ago. This is what I have right now. How am I doing? Which is an interesting thing when we look at it, when we look at a lot of the stuff, especially that is um, you know, fully exposed to the market, which again, the market would grow in when you're younger and you can do that. You know, There's a lot of benefit there. And by the way, as we always say, it is, this is not financial advice. Financial advice requires a trained professional to go through your specific situation to give you guidance based on that and to model it out. This is educational. Um, and this is to make sure that we can hopefully inspire a lot of you guys, motivate a lot of you guys, so we can have more Americans with more wealth to build our great country. So the thing that we see a lot right now is a lot of folks are going, I've lost a lot of money over the last couple of years in my 401k. I've lost a lot, lost a lot of money inside of these various different financial products that have full exposure to the market. I've got a couple of years till retirement and I'm hoping it'll bounce back, but what if it doesn't? What does that look like? What does that mean for me? Right? We just had a guy recently, um, he, he'd done really well for himself. He worked really hard his whole life, had $3 million in the bank, right? Inside of various, I say in the bank, but he had it basically inside of various retirement products, as well as a good chunk of savings. And he just wasn't sure if there were better ways to protect his money because he kept losing more and more and more, but he still wanted to grow his money. Right. The other thing is this guy was super opposed and I can't blame him for paying the assets under management fee that a lot of financial advisors that are charging. Right. If you guys are listening, you're not sure. There's a lot of financial advisors out there in what's this AUM assets under management model and they're charged one to two percent. And when you look at that, like one percent is a lot because it's not on the gross. It's on the total amount of money that you have in the account and they're getting paid that every single year. Some of you guys are paying one and a half, two percent. It's a big deal, right? So you can't blame this guy for not wanting to pay some of these very, very large fees when sometimes they don't even get good performance, right? But he just wanted to know how, how do I know? How do I know if I'm doing well or if I'm not? How do I know riding through the storm of these ups and downs of the stock market that we've had? Good Lord, last 15 years, like it's a bit, it's been a while, y'all going up and down, up and down, right? How do I know? 
how I'm doing towards retirement based on my age and all that stuff. And so there's really a couple of things we can go through there. But Jim, I would love for you to walk us through this today. How can somebody know? What questions can they ask themselves? How can they empower themselves to have that confidence, to have that certainty, to understand if they have the answers to these questions, if they're doing well or not? Nice. Yes. Well, thank you for for the question. And and this might be our first three hour podcast episode. So <laughs> there's there's a lot to unpack here. No, I'm just I'm just joking. But there's there's a lot that's a loaded you know question in a lot of ways. But specifically, you know, as I recall this conversation um, with this gentleman here who did you know he did has done very well. He's on a really good you know spot. Twenty four months you know left to uh, to retire. And I think all of us can agree at this point that since COVID, the world's changed, right? It just has in so many ways, right? Um, there's crazy wars going on. There is all kinds of uh, craziness in the media and in the house and with all kinds of things going on and um, a debt load and taxes and all this uncertainty you know, out there. And the question really just came to us like, hey, here's what I got, you know, um, is what I have and where I have it the best place for, for me to be? I need a second set of eyes. And um, we started talking about this and then I said, yeah, isn't it interesting that we can't ever pick how the market's going to perform as we retire? And so we got on the subject, Will, and you and I talked about this you know, a, a lot, but there's a decade in, of time where in which the market delivered a zero. Can you imagine for a second, it's the year 2000, all the way to 2010, the market delivered a zero rate of return. So imagine retiring in 2001, 2002, 2003, and having to pull your money out of your account, and it's earning nothing for a whole decade. And so he didn't want that to happen. And so we started to look at, at um, you know, what he, where things are currently at and started to open up that conversation um, where, hey, um, is your uh, plan able to be stress tested? And so that's what we ended up uh, you know, doing is uh, taking a look at where he was currently at and then um, what he really wanted to solve in terms of you know risk and market exposure and taxes and all the million things, like I said, this could be three hour you know conversation, but it was just a great opportunity to sit down and have a conversation just for that double checkness of what I'm doing is is the right mechanism to to continue to keep pursuing. What's so cool about that is this is somebody who had done his research, he had put in the work. Three million dollars is you know nothing to sneeze at. That's a good amount of money, right? This is somebody who had put the work in, educated himself for a long time. And what we see, and this is pretty common, ended up a little bit more confused. I heard this, but then this advice over here contradicts the advice that I heard over here. That contradicted Dave Ramsey. That contradicted Susie Orman. That contradicted, you know, pick any financial pundit out there, right? They all have their own little niches and way that they do it. How do I know? Like, how do I know? So, Jim, how does somebody? What can they go through to know? if their retirement is on track or not? Well, I think the first thing that we can do is we can look at um, how much risk we're exposed to, right? So we talked in the last episode, um, real quick on the last episode, there's a creed that Will went through. I would encourage everyone to go back and listen to that one. It was beautiful. It's brilliant. It's made an impact, you know, on my life, but uh, I digress. I would say that, um, you know, the 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 thing that, that people could really do is, is look at, as you accumulate money, throughout your life and you're climbing that mountain, right? It might be okay to take on a little bit more risk depending on your tolerance and kind of where you're at for the sake of chasing a bigger rate of return. But like this guy who's reached the top of his mountain and he wants to start coming down, 
you wanted to take some of that risk off the table. So the question just became, hey, um, how do you know if your retirement is, is going to perform is how much are you willing to lose? And he said, not a whole lot. I said, okay, so maybe we move the strategy or be open to looking at taking some of that risk off the table into some other vehicles where you have some preservation and protection of principles, preservation and protection of capital. And so maybe some annual lock-in and reset and things of that nature. And let's stress test that. So I always like to look at someone's personal economic model and forecast. This is what it looks like at retirement. But Jim, this is where the people that are listening, because they may not know what a personal economic model, all that is, guys, when you're listening, right? Because probably not everybody's listened to every episode that we've ever put out. Uh, Oh, really? You know, uh, it's shocking, but it might happen out there. Right. Uh, Is the way your earning potential, how much money you're going to make in your whole life, that's going to get hit by taxes from there. It's either going to go to your current lifestyle and paying off the things that you have, like your house, any sort of debt that you have, being able to go on vacations, all that stuff, and then you have your future lifestyle. And so when Jim's talking about the personal economic model, that's really what he's talking about. And Jim, for this gentleman that you went through, what were the four questions that you kind of took him through to be able to answer and wade through a lot of this, you know, just mass amount of information and seemingly contradictory advice that's out there? Yeah, great, 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 great question. I mean, we looked at how his portfolio performed over the last 24 months. And so last year, everyone knows the market was down 22.74%. This year, it's up 7.4, but we haven't made back everything that we lost. And so the conversation was, you know, at that point is like, well, how much of this, you know, do you, do you, are you comfortable losing for the sake of you being able to retire and live at the lifestyle that you're currently living adjusted with taxes and inflation? And how much risk do you want to take off the table? So that's where we, we stayed focused, Will, with regards to, you know, how to, how to answer that question. But for me during retirement, I always like to ask um, people these questions and we've probably covered these. For those of you that haven't watched and listened to every episode, we've covered these a couple of times, but it's worth reviewing again. And so, you know, what is the rate of return that you need to earn on your savings and your investment dollars to live in your retirement like you're living today, adjusted with inflation taxation? So there's a rate of return still during your retirement phase of your life that you need to maintain. Otherwise, you're tapping into principal and that erodes, you know, the account. So that's number one. So that's by the way, let's expand on that a little bit, Jim. So there's four questions we're going to, we're going to take you guys through today, but number one, what is the rate of return you need? And specifically here, we're talking about somebody that's really close to retirement. And as we look at deep accumulation, they're still going to be earning in theory or not. That's what we're talking about today. But also you might be 35 listening to this, 25 listening to this. You might be 45 listening to this and you're going, well, I don't plan on retiring until I'm 65. Does that matter as much to me? And the answer is yes. These four questions that we're going to take you through are applicable to everybody, whether you're starting looking at your retirement at 16 years old, or you're looking at your retirement at 64 and a half, and you're looking to retire in six months. So first one is rate of return. What kind of rate of return do you need to earn adjusted for inflation and taxes to be able to not run out of money in retirement? So that's number one. Jim, what's number two? Yep. And number two is, and and one more thing on that, which I think is brilliant that you brought it up, Will. And that is that um, I'm not convinced yet at at any point, and I think most of us would probably agree, that you can't not earn a rate of return on your money, whether it's growing or being distributed to you, right? Because if you take principal out, you deplete the account balance, robbing yourself of any, you know, interest, you know, 
And it doesn't take long for a million dollar account adjusted with inflation taxation to only last about seven years if you're trying to replace a $70,000 year income, right? So that definitely matters. So the, the second question is um, how much do you need to be drawing out of your retirement so that your retirement you know, cash flow and lifestyle will be able to maintain itself throughout your entire life expectancy? So usually that's a, a number that you know that's adjusted with taxation and inflation, but there's an amount there. And there's all kinds of theories out there, whether it's 2%, 4%, 6%, it's usually specific to you, what you've accumulated, what your age is, and what kind of life you want to live after work. So that's that's number two. So you want to get into uh, to number three? Well, and let's talk about that and we'll, we'll have you take them through number three. And, yeah. and so when you think about this, right, I want everybody that's listening to think about, if I have the answers to these four questions, and I know we're going a little bit detailed, guys, but at its core, all we're really talking about right, are these basic answers to the questions. And what I want you to think as you're listening through this, if you're like, hey, I don't understand all the jargon and all these nuances, just listen to the question and ask yourself, can I answer that for me? And it's it's really simply a yes or no. And if it's a no, I would try to figure out how to find those answers. And if that's something you want to do, we can actually take you through that, right? We don't charge to do that. It's something that we offer free for everybody to take you through the answers to these four questions because it empowers Americans. This is how you can make sure you stay empowered to have the answers to the questions. What's the difference between somebody that's well-educated, in the know, up to everything else, or somebody that's totally ignorant? It's the knowledge that they have and how they apply it. And so all we're looking at here is how do we give you guys a little bit more knowledge? And then if you need help applying it, if you want to look at what that looks like or what could look like that for you, we're happy to help with that as well. And so that's that's what we're looking at as we're going to take you through these four questions today. And if you get a little bit lost as we're going through the details, and we'll try to stay a little bit higher level for you, just ask yourself, can I answer that question yes or no? And if it's no, then you should probably figure out how to answer, answer that question for you. All right, Jim, let's go back to question number three. All right. So the third question that you can um, ask of your retirement plan to know if you're on the right track is this. At what age does it make sense for me to retire that my retirement plan says I can retire? And so, like I said, there's this, this is a lot to unpack because there's a lot to consider and when to do that and when your plan says you can do that. Um, there's, there's topics like maximizing social security. There's a lot to, we could have an hour conversation just on that. I mean, there's 546 different ways to optimize social security to get the max out of that, right? It's a deep, deep conversation. But that's something that you need to ask yourself of uh, your retirement plan too, is when? Is it 65, 67, 68? We all know when we want to retire, which is as early as possible for most people. But when does the plan say? Have we stress tested that? Why is it important to know that? What happens if they retire too early, Jim? Well, you can run the risk of running out of money, right? So nothing that we're buying, nothing that we're buying, and I hate absolutes, right? But this is an absolute that I can stand by, right? What has anybody bought in the past year that they could have bought at today's prices, at a year ago's prices. Can you go to Costco and check out and say, hey, listen, I want to buy this steak at last year's prices? No, right? Everything has gotten more expensive. I was talking to a, to a home builder um, client of mine yesterday, and he had a client that um, didn't choose to build their home last year, and they decided to build this year. So they had to redo all of the bids and all of the contractors and subs that were involved in HVAC and Windows, and you guys know all the things that goes into building a house. And what he told me was he was shocked 
that the um, costs had risen 18.4% in one year. And he's like, is that inflation? I'm like, I think that it is, right? And so the risk that everybody runs is that if you retire, choose to retire too early and your plan says that it's not, it can't do that, you could end up going back to work in your 80s or even earlier, have bit, right? And that's the, that's the danger that everyone faces doing that, making that decision. Yeah, I, man, such a great story there. I'll, I'll tell you, even my daughter's goldfish, my daughter's four, her goldfish have gone up in the last couple of years. So you, it's the things like that, right? We go to the same grocery store, we do it. I usually take her with me. Um, I kind of go work out on Saturday morning. They've got a great little kids care there. I know all the people that are in there. She comes with me. My wife gets a little bit of a break, all that stuff. Get done, grab Diana. We go over to the grocery store. She, they've got little carts for her that she pushes that have giant flags. And I try to get her not to run over senior citizens. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But at the very end of it, they have this goldfish bin. That's a giant goldfish, like the plastic gold and kind of yellow goldfish. And it's got a thing in the top and you grab it out and I throw it in my truck. And that way if we're traveling and she goes, dad, I'm hungry. I reach into my center console, bust it open, hand back this little milk carton full of goldfish to her. Even that's gone up. And you look at some of that stuff and it's like, it's a very real thing that all of us are experiencing right now. And so you have to be able to account for a lot of this stuff. And so you've now got three questions. Ask yourself, can I answer each of these questions? Yes or no. And Jim, let's talk about the fourth question. All right. The fourth one is near and dear to me. It's personally affected me and I've had it personally affect a lot of people that I love uh, and that I care about. And that's this notion that you're going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire, and then you're going to be able to live on less than what you're living on now. And so the, the last question is, what percentage of your retirement lifestyle are you willing to reduce to make sure that you don't outlive your money adjusted with taxes and inflation? And I can't stand this one, Will. This one bugs me to, to the core because I just don't think anybody can live on less in their retirement unless retirement looks like waking up, taking 10 steps to a recliner, pulling out the paper, turning on the TV, never going out to dinner, never eating out, never doing anything in life and just existing. And for some, that is retirement. I've seen it happen. And I think conventional wisdom and conventional financial advice most of the online and TV gurus out there are telling people, you're going to need less. You're going to live on less. It's okay. And I'm like, why would anybody want to plan to fail when they have a retirement plan to succeed? Why would you want well, to let that down? Because this is really common advice that we hear all the time. Crazy. Until you actually, people see it modeled out and they go, oh, I'm in trouble. Uh, which is, you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. You're going to spend less. You're going to earn less. You're going to live less in retirement than you are right now. And the craziest thing when you think about that, if you're in your working years right now listening to this, or if you're retired and you're thinking back to your working years, what is the day of the week that you, you usually probably spent the most money? Saturday. Saturday. Why? Because it's the day that you have off and you can go out and do things. So now in retirement, every day is what? Saturday. So are you going to want to do more or less now that you have all of this free time You've been working so hard your entire life to get probably more is what most people say. And so when you think about that, do you think you're going to be spending less, the same amount or more in retirement? 
most people at a bare minimum say the same amount and a lot of them say more. And so the hard part about that is how many people that we know in retirement that have said, oh, I would love to do that. I just don't have enough money. I'm only getting X amount in social security or this amount for my pension because the generation that's retired, a lot of them still do have pensions going away. But in all of this stuff, it's like, well, you have to ask yourself, do I want to be one of those people that have to go, I would love to do that, but I can't. And you kind of have to settle within retirement. And if you can't answer these four questions, retirement will happen to you instead of for you. And if you want retirement to happen for you, it requires getting ahead of it and a little bit of planning. And these four questions are what Jim and I look at, and we call them the four most important retirement questions. And in a lot of senses, they are. Because if you can answer these questions, then you know where you stand. If you know where you stand, you have clarity in your circumstance. If you have clarity in your circumstance, you are empowered to do something about it. But if you don't know, then you're never going to be empowered and retirement will happen to you. And I hope it works out for you. But unfortunately, we see a lot of the stories where it doesn't. And so if you want retirement to happen for you and you want help answering these four important retirement questions, feel free to reach out to Jim and I, right? Whether that's on any of our social media, we're on all the platforms, all that stuff. If you want to go to Congruent Financial Group, that's our firm that Jim and I are co-founders in uh, and run all the day-to-day in where we can help you answer these questions to get clarity inside there. There's nothing to buy on that call. Leave your card at home, but we can help you plan this stuff out. And again, that's congruentfinancialgroup.com if you guys want to check that out. Jim, any last thoughts to add on here? Thank you for laying this out, by the way. Oh, thank you. Now, this is a, this is an op- awesome episode that uh, is going to be valuable to a lot of people. So I'm super grateful to, to play a small part in this, Will. I would just say this, that you know, a, a lot of people that I talk to do subscribe to the fact that they you know, have been convinced that they're going to live on less and they're not going to need as much, right? Um, but I also do a lot of reading on this subject with regards to something else that I want everyone to think about. And that is that there's probably things 30 years from now, 20 years from now, five years from now, that you're going to be spending your money on that aren't even invented yet. Think about that for a second. 20 years ago, were people planning on Hulu or were they planning on Amazon or were they planning on the iPhone 15 or were they planning on things that, that, no, it wasn't around yet, right? And these are things nowadays, unfortunately, it's hard to live without a smartphone. I think, uh, you know, my father-in-law, you know, God bless him, learned learned his uh, lesson the hard way. He's one of those diehards, Will. He just gave up his flip phone from 1999 a week ago because the carrier called him and said, hey, Val, you have to give us that phone back. You're the only one in the country that we're supporting with that phone. Because you won't give it up, we're going to mail you one iPhone. And here you go. They gave it to him for free, right? So it's not even an option. That's planned obsolescence. The stuff that you're buying now isn't lasting as long. It's not the same quality. You're going to spend more money on it. And technology is moving so fast that you can't just stay static. It's a dynamic life now. So inflation's going up. Taxes are going up. Plan obsolescence is going up. Don't let anyone convince you that you are going to need and or you're going to be able to live on less than what you're living on today. That's what I want to make sure everyone fully gets. I think that's a beautiful place to leave it here, Jim. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. We are on a mission to empower more Americans with the knowledge, sharing our experience and the stories 
so more Americans can have more wealth to make our country even stronger than it is today and moving forward for generations and generations. Thank you for joining us. Uh, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. And if you're one of our audio-only listeners, if you can give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to, uh, that allows more people to get visibility into this. That's how we show up on the platforms and helps us spread our mission. It would mean the world to us. And more importantly, it could help change somebody else's. So thank you guys for being incredible Americans, incredible patriots, and we'll see you on the next one.